What up, everybody? This is back. You're listening to the Feedback Podcast, the only podcast about the Austin scene, the Austin nightlife. And this is episode number 97. And on this show, it is the return of one of our favorite guests, comedian Sheena Simmons. So we catch up with Sheena because last time she was on the show, she talked about how 2016 was going to be a new year for her. She's going to be going out more, exploring. Uh, So let's see if Sheena 2.0 is here. And we talk about comedy. We then uh, also about quitting your job and pursuing your dreams, which is something that a lot of people aspire to do. So definitely some great insight and great tips in there. And then we do a little preview of our Save Austin Music podcast series that begins on Tuesday, June 14th. So the next three shows this month, we're going to talk about the mayor's resolution to save Austin as a music city. It's hard to call ourselves the live music capital of the world when venues are shutting down, uh, artists can't afford to live downtown, there's all these other problems that uh, the music community is facing. So we'll talk about all of that. We'll try to provide some solutions. The city is working on that too, so we have some great guests on those three shows to talk about all that. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow the feedback on Facebook. We'll make we'll be making the announcement with the full schedule and everything. So thank you for tuning in, and let's get on with the show. All right, let's go. Yo, 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 everybody. It's Toddy B. Thanks for tuning into the Feedback Podcast. Don't shit yourself. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you want to share the link, the link is thefeedback.com slash Mixler. Uh, there'll be a chat going on. And as always, I appreciate my boy, Miko. Good to see you back. Thank you for being here. Now, we're going to do, as always, uh, a little FOMO recap. Then we're going to talk to, we're going to catch up, sorry, with our one of our veterans. Uh, <laughs> Sheena Simmons is here. Uh, she's been on the show three times, talk about dating, talk about comedy, talk about going out. And hopefully it's Sheena 2.0. You'll know what I mean in a minute when we get to it. <laughs> because she has all kind of stuff going on all the time. Mm. Uh, then we'll get into um, talk a little bit about comedy. Uh, talk a little bit about pursuing your dreams. And, and then uh, our Austin uh, Save Austin Music podcast series that's starting up uh, next week. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little later. But first, last week, show with Toddy B. It was good. It was good. It was yeah. all about balance, right? Yeah. How do you balance your nightlife? How do you balance your family? How do you balance your music and what hood you're going to play? What house? What kind of house? <laughs> what, progressive house versus deep house? What kind of house? All different houses. It was definitely great, great talk. Uh, on that note, Hypersonic Radio is celebrating their 10-year anniversary at Ethics Music Lounge on June 12th. Uh, so featuring Toddy B, Richard Gere, Award, Zach Howard, Jason Jenkins, of course, who started Hypersonic Radio. 21 plus, no cover. Go support it. Uh, make sure you t- uh, listen to his appearance on the show. It's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. Go check it out. So great show last week. Really love talking to the guy. I can talk to him forever. Uh, but definitely keep up with him. He's doing great things. This, the whole house scene in, in Austin is booming. There's new DJs coming out. So go out there and support Ethics Lounge, Kingdom, Barcelona, all these places. Now, speaking of last week, let's talk about what happened. Where'd you go? What'd you do? What'd you get into last weekend? 
Yeah, so first, um, I spent a lot of time, as as you know, in San Antonio for a little another side business venture we have. But one thing I do want to mention that we that we had going on last week, there was um, I didn't make it to this because it was raining quite a bit last week. But there was a big, you know, one of the many Prince tributes on Friday, hmm. thrown by Soul City. Didn't make it out to that, but um, that was a big one for those that missed it. Shout out to DJ K Cali that was DJing that, mm-hmm. and uh, Terry Thomas that was performing. It had a handful of performing artists. Also out there was X Games. And it was raining a lot, and that's a big outdoor event. Um, I believe they canceled a lot of Saturday events, from what I heard. Yeah, well, I think the Friday Well, you went, you went, right? Yeah, I went on Sunday, when it was actually nice out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been caught out there at, at Coda, and the weather sucked. It was during F1, there was a storm and everything. Oh. And there's no trees there, and it gets windy. So they canceled on Saturday. They canceled some stuff because it got windy. Right. Because of, of the wind. Same thing on Sunday. Did they cancel actually, the, the shows? The final. Did they, cancel, did, they, did they cancel any of those night shows on Saturday? No, not night shows, because Blink-182 still performed. Still did, okay. oh, I, think it, I think yep. it was the Friday, yeah. It was the Friday show that, that was canceled because of the weather. Yeah. Uh, but on Sunday, they had the big air thing, skateboard, I think. And yeah, they big- canceled that because of the wind. Mm. You don't yeah, you don't want to miss that ramp coming down. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would have been funny to watch, but you know, got to. Well, it would have been high it. ratings. It'd have been sad. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. But come on, you go to show, you go to shows like that, and you're like man, it's like watching NASCAR. You hope yeah. they. Bump the entertainment part is the wreck. You want to see somebody's clavicle coming out of somewhere at their <laughs> eyelid or something? It's just like this don't count. No one died. <laughs> Where I want my money back. This is a rip right? off. What kind of dump is this? Fire, flood, or blood? What what's going on? <laughs> no, it's but a thing. It, it it was good, you know. It you know X Games. It was the last year in Austin. Yeah, uh, the moving Aspen, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, Why? Is it like a contract that they get? No, I, I think. Well, it they w- did. They did have a contract in Austin to come. Yes, but that did end, and they didn't. They chose they didn't not to renew it. it. Right, oh, right. that's crazy. I mean, it was good. We just, I just went, uh, just walked around. There were games. I went to the arcade. Yep. They had like old school arcade, like Pac-Man and Mar- Dr. Mario and Street Fighter 2, the original. Shut up. Yes, they did. What? I played some of that. Um, did you lose? Uh, yeah. Because normally when I see you play Street Fighter, you're losing. Ooh. We're going to talk about this later, man. <laughs> Who are you? Which character are you usually like? Chun-Li or something? I can Who play them you? all. I can play them all, really. I beat the game a long time ago. <laughs> see, look. See, that's a, he's like that guy Kim. that's in high school that's just all like, you know, I was this great football star in high school. Are you talking about how I beat you with Street Hey, fire? you want to grab your six, but go outside and play. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, it was, it was good. I mean, I'm not a big fan of... You know, X Games or anything. Right, right. But it was, it, it was one of those things like yeah, I had to check out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> definitely a lot of stuff going on. There was uh, like a Toyota tent, an Intel tent. I know Mixmaster Mike was here, Qbert. If you know your DJ celebrities, those guys are like one of the best DJs in the world. Uh, I saw Mel there play at the Toyota tent. They were like doing this thing where you could uh, make a patch, like design a patch. Interesting. Yeah, design it, put whatever you want on it, and then printing out, and then gives you a patch. I did that. I was like, ah, woo, I got a patch. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I had that to my experience. Um, but all in all, I mean, it was it was pretty chill. I didn't, you know, again, uh, I'm not a big fan of the X Games. But a lot of people were there. People enjoyed themselves. I saw a few bikes go over that, that big thing. Uh, they go up the ramp and they do figures in the oh, air. Oh, right, right. I don't know. That's bike big air, I guess. Yeah, big air or something. Uh, yeah. So I did see that. Um, but also on Saturday night, I went to uh, a party, a, a house party on off of Palmer uh, by my 
friend Jake's, uh, he runs the Wobion Music Festival. That's in September. And what it is, it's a world music fest. So he'll have artists from Africa, from Asia, and nice. play all kinds of music. What? So he was having a party at his house, or his, his uh, brother's house. And he had a, he had it set up in his living room to where anybody with instruments can come up and play. That's so, interesting. So they had, there was a, there were drums, there were guitars, uh, people coming up with bongos, and he would just play a, a mix of let's say Indian reggae or whatever world music, African sure. stuff, and people would just get up and then just and just jam out. Oh, to that music, that and he had fun. drinks. It was uh, they had Indian food. I mean, it was great, great party. What did you play? Uh, I had a what a thing to shake. The a maraca. No tambourine. 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 I had a tambourine. That's a whack instrument. <laughs> well, excuse me, <laughs> judging. What are you I'm playing? Sorry. The tuba? What do you What do you do? Xylophone? Snare drum. The yeah, what? I can play snare. Yeah, all right. Props for you. Uh huh. Anyway, you got a bongo <laughs> necklace. I figured you'd be able to do that. No, I mean the guys that were up there, they were crazy with it. I'm like, I ain't trying to mess. You're with like, that. never mind. You should have yeah, pulled up. You should have taken off your necklace. I'm like, hold on. You should have been. Like, Let yeah. me get on boom, this. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Let me get closer to the mic. And just, I make the sound myself. That the thing is not hollow at all. Anyway, that's funny. No, but it was fun. It was. It, you know, there's a lot of people, and that's a good it, concept. Do something different. Yep. You know, he, he does it every year. Uh, definitely a uh, good time. All right, now let's. Uh, Introduce the guest. Yeah, you've I'm already heard a, a voice a bit. You've already heard a voice. You're cracking some jokes. One, one thing I want to say first is that uh, I was supposed to have William Jackson from Influential Magazine on the podcast. Unfortunately, he can't make it. You know, life happens. Things things happen. So we'll definitely be on later on, probably next month. Uh, but if you go to Influential Magazine, check out the magazine. It's all about lifestyle uh, in Austin. It's about fashion, uh, health, wellness, great stuff, great articles so influentialmagazine.com uh, william jackson big shout out to you now hello sheena 2.0 hey hey the return of our champion so <laughs> sheena's been on the show three times the first two times was on our dating series i guess yes it, it almost did a dollar date on the show because everybody that called in was you were like oh, what, what do you do and uh <laughs> she was profiling them yeah pretty much she was asking up everybody that called in I was not asking them out, actually. You guys kept trying to auction me off to Will. Yeah, that never happened. No, it didn't. It's actually funny because my, what'd you call him, my official? Yeah, your official. Yeah, my official and I, uh, we were actually out last weekend and we ran into Will. <laughs> at the W. He Did he tell told, you? Yeah, he what did he me. say? He said, yeah, I ran into Sheena. She wants to come back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, were you on a date? And he goes, no, she was on a date. I'm like, uh, maybe that was her official. And she, and she said, yeah. He said, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Well, congrats. Thank you. But the question, and, and you took a recommendation. I believe the last show we recommended, or Black the recommended the W. So yes. full circle. I didn't meet him at the W. No. Is that what you guys are talking about? You still took him. You, you were at you, the W. You were at the W is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We just went there just because cause our favorite restaurant is Bob's Chop Steakhouse. Oh, nice. Which is across the street. Right, so right, right. we'll usually go there like twice a month or so. Ooh. The, the podcast is still taking credit for you being there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The W is <laughs> great. You, but you know what? No, I will say the W is kind of interesting, though. It's uh, it's kind of gotten a little bit different. I, I don't feel like it has the same level of just, oh, my goodness, that it used to be. You know what, what I mean? No. 
let me shut up. So we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I did, I, okay, so. But no, it was fun. I, I did try the W, but I did try a place that was new. Um, Cause you know, how everybody's always, you know, got a lot of hype about different places. Right. What's that new place? It's called the garage. And everybody was like, this ah, is so awesome yeah. because it used to be a parking garage, right? It is still a parking garage, but there's a bar inside of it. Yeah. You can't even see the door from the yep. uh, sidewalk. Right. It's a craft cocktail bar. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, what? it's just like, I don't know if that's exactly for me because I'm a creature of habit. You know what I mean? Cause uh -huh. when you start mixing different liquors and when you start having like the mixologist people, it usually winds up just being a lot of sugary ass drinks. And I drink for the alcohol content, not for the taste. So I just want to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I'm going to take in the calories, I'm trying to get turned. Now, oh, well, this is a great mixture of mint and what is this? Oh, is this Bailey's? Like, I don't want all that. I just, what's going to get me turned to the max? <laughs> so. Alcohol's a hell of a drug. I want to give a little backstory, no pun, on Sheena. Mm -mm. Every time Sheena came on the show, and you can go back, I think, episodes 61 and 63. Oh, my God. Every time we talked about going out, the first thing that Sheena would say is like, I ain't trying to hang out with them kids. I am trying to be around these creepy motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> West 6 is not, I don't see what the point of that is. And, uh, <laughs> and so every single time she had something to say, that something negative to say about the scene. And I was like, Sheena, you got to get out there and explore and see what's out there. Uh -huh. And her New Year resolution was mm -hmm. to do that. And at, and at the time, and I think it was on episode number 88, is when she, I said, all right, I want to see Sheena 2.0 yeah. in 2016, <laughs> and and I want Sheena to be like you just said. I want, I'm, I'm from the for the liquor, not the taste. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it's been five months. We're like almost six months into this year. Yeah. How's it been for you? Man, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. Uh, a lot of things have changed a lot. So January is whenever I I met my official. Okay. And uh, yeah. It would have been more fun if you hadn't. I think. <laughs> Why? No. You could have, you could have, you know, postponed that to like March. Yeah. So you had at least two explore months a to, to really explore. Yeah. Every single thing out there. But you know, I've been there. I've done so much stuff. So, and it's like, it's not like he's a stick in the mud. So we had a really good time. We went to Cancun and turned up, but yeah, we go out downtown and it's, you know, it's fun. Well, it's okay. a lot of fun. So, um, where have you gone and what have you done? What have I done? Yes. You talk about turned up, but I've never seen you turned up. And I'm, I'm curious to see <laughs> what that looks like <laughs> and what that sounds like. Well, see, you got to get like, you got to be classy turned. What is that? Uh, How where, does that? <laughs> where you don't get vomit in your hair. Oh. So, I'm just kidding. No, it's just like, you know, we go out, we get our little buzz and, you know, dance and what have you. So there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, okay. I know that you guys are thinking about little kids turn. Like, what kind of turn are you guys trying to get me to do? I think you guys want me to straight up just hustle around. Hey, you're the one who said you get turned. We're just trying to unpackage what that is for you. A, Thank a you, nice Rico. little buzz. <laughs> I'm getting a nice little buzz and uh, actually getting time to hang out because I was, you know, tightly bound to the corporate life. And so you have to really schedule when you're going to really go out. You know what I mean? Because you cannot function hungover. What do you what do you what do you look to get out when you go out? Are you trying to socialize? Are you trying to talk? Are you trying to dance? Are you trying to drink a, a little bit of combination of them all? Uh, you know what? Have to meet be new people, things like that. No, not really. She's because now she can't meet new people. <laughs> no, I could, you know exactly. Well, and, and I don't want to be bothered either. So it's just kind of like, ah, what the hell are you talking to me about? No, I just want to go out there, you know, dance, shake my ass a little bit, get a nice buzz, and just kind of cut loose. Is that official? The guy that came to the New Year's Eve party? Wait. When was that? I think New it was on New Year's Eve. Eve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. My no, this guy, you know, 
Oh, never mind. That was going to be really tacky, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. No, this guy, we actually met January 29th. Ooh. Oh, so you actually know the date. Num- yeah. I do. So all, all of January, you didn't do any kind of... Uh-uh. No, it started February because, you know, that was my birthday month. Right. So went on vacation and it's just been fun ever since then. So where, where have you gone? I'm going to keep hammering that because you still haven't given us anything. You mean like out yes. here? Yeah. Yes. Because you live out and you were working off of, uh, in Westlake. Lakeway. Lakeway. Same thing. Not anymore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, you were out with the fancy folks over there. Yeah. And then you were always saying, ah, oh, well. If I'm if I'm gonna take my black ass all the way downtown, <laughs> and it better count, and I better have a good time. But I always run into these douchebags and these guys that turn out to be gay, and it's and, true, yeah, yeah. And, and so, my question is: now that you you're officially yeah. Sheena 2.0 as uh-huh. of as as of January first, yes, has that happened? Where you're like, all right, we're gonna I'm gonna go downtown. I'm going to get turned, whatever that means to you. Yes. We know what it means to us, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and where did you go and what did you do? So, okay, so we go to our typical, like, restaurant that we want to go to. We go to the W, checked out the garage. There was the firehouse place, so that was mm-hmm. cool. Got to go and do uh, that. Oh, the hostel joint? Yeah, the, yeah, the, with, the, the, with yeah. the red light and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got to do that. Uh, let's see here. Rio a little bit, but it's really going to be on this summer because I really had to be conservative. So I'm not even going to lie and be like, okay, these past few months I've been really going wild or anything. But now that I've decided to leave the corporate world, like I've got so many wonderful, wonderful things planned. Going to Spain in August. So this is Sheena 1.5? Shut the hell up. No, no. <laughs> no. 2.0 is not here yet. No. She just she had to be uh, responsible. You know what I mean? But now it's on. It's the summertime. You got to think about it, too. It was cold as hell. And I'm not trying to be one of those dumb girls. that You know, they look, they're cute, but them bitches are like popsicles, right? They got this, like, dental floss on, freezing their ass off time. I wish this line would move because you're not about to bring no jacket because your jacket doesn't go with your bandage dress, you know, and you're not gonna, there's no coat check in Austin. So I wasn't about to be a Negro popsicle because whenever I'm cold, I don't want to talk to anybody. And everybody's like, well, if you drink and get really shit house, then you get warm. And no, I'm not about that. I wanted to wait for it to start warming up so I can wear all my cute stuff and strut and not be like frozen. Like, yeah, I'm cute. Oh, come on. I mean, Marsh isn't even that bad. It's not. It's not about in the summer. It's going to be too hot, huh? Yeah. No, it's not going to be too (laughs) hot. You don't want to be out there and melt. You better bring your touch up powder and keep it pushing. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather be sweating because there's a fan somewhere, but cold, I don't do very well. Okay. Did you go somewhere that was out of your comfort zone? Like, check Mm, out the east side, go to Cesar Chavez, maybe? No. That's what I I suggested. Yeah. Thank you for my, my recommendation. Right. But. I would catch would I catch you at Volstead or at the White Horse on the east side? Uh, probably not. Probably not because whenever I step out, I like to step out and I like to dress because it's fun for me. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. girls are like I don't want to do any makeup and hair, honey. That's fun as hell. If you're stacked and built like a brick shit house, I'm not about to go. Let me put on some Birkenstocks so people around me feel comfortable. Fuck all that. I'm not trying to do that. So no, you would probably not find me on the east side anywhere. Um, just because that's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I kind of, oh, you know what I did discover, though? This was interesting. All right. The domain. The domain used to be kind of basic where the one place that you could go to was the park and you'd see the same random ass whack people every time. Now it's like it's, it's almost like their own little mini version of downtown. Have you been up there? Rock Rose. The, the domain. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. New yes. yes. I was surprised. I was like, now what is this? Okay, look at them trying to step up. All right. I was kind of impressed. Where'd you go? 
Oh, what's that damn place? The Dogwood. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that was just interesting to just kind of see how that's like a strip where it's like people are social and doing stuff and you're not just stuck to just doing the park. Right. So that was interesting. I will say, though, it's like I, if I had to choose between the two, it's still not downtown. So if I want to get out, out, I'd much rather go downtown. But I am impressed. You know, kudos to the domain that they are trying to do something for people that don't feel like driving all the way down there. When you've gone out lately, have you gone out solo with friends or with your official? Uh-uh, no, I've been with my official. Okay. Because before, uh, I was selling cars at Lexus. Mm-hmm. And so in the car business, you're stuck late a lot. You know what I mean? So if I did go out with friends, we would just go to happy hour afterwards and bitch about how the day went. You know what I mean? Because you're tired. You're not trying right. to talk to anybody. You talk to people all damn day long. So usually my, my free time was reserved for, for him. Okay. Yeah. Only go with your official? Huh? <laughs> uh, any, dance, any dance spots? Dance spots. I was actually going to ask you about that because I'm like, if I want to just really go out there and just get some jams, you know, when you're like, ooh, this is the one that's just going to make me dance like a ratchet. But you realize the places that you mentioned are not known for the dancing. W had some jams, but you kind of feel stupid because you're like, you know, and you're yeah, one in space and you're in like, oh, I could just kind of tap my toe to it. So I was going to actually hit you up and be like, back, I'm trying to go and twerk or something. Where do and, I go? And, 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 what I told you back then is the, the dancing spots was are on 6th Street on no, the east side, east. like either Red River with Empire, you know, Body Rock, Peligrosa. Yeah. And then on the east side is where people dance. So if I really want to do that, that's where I'm going to have to go. You hear that, folks? If you really want to go and dance, especially those of you who just moved into Austin since everybody's moving here. <laughs> damn it free parking on mopac then apparently you're supposed to go over to the east side to empire and body rock and all that business i mean there, there is go. you know there are some uh when you think about it as you have you have a bar that has an open area yeah that, not necessarily a designated dance floor right. but in terms of the vibe yeah where people everybody goes there to dance yeah you won't really find that much on the west side and I wonder why that is. And I think it's because, you know, there's certain hip-hop songs and everybody loves the beat and all that stuff. But I feel like people in Austin, they're not ready for that. And so their fear is, I'm going to go to one of these places that has the great jams to dance to, but it's going to be overrun with a different type of clientele. So that's why lots of places don't, they don't mix it. Like, like you said, there's not really a good place where you can, like, jam and dance, or at least that survives very long. Like, it'll be like that for a little bit, and then uh-huh. they'll end up changing it. And I don't know why that is. Well, I think it's it's not about the place anymore. It's more about what happens there on what night. Ah, there's so a, it's There's nice a lot of monthlies, you know, we talked about uh, Groove Theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you've got to be Belmont. committed to the nightlife to know all that stuff, because I'm at 32, I'm sorry, it's not old, but... <laughs> In a certain age bracket, like, my my goal in life is not like, ooh, let me look up and see what night is doing something. I just, I've always reserved going out night. It's either uh, Saturday night, uh-huh. Friday night, or Saturday night. So if it's not going down on either of those nights, there's a chance that I'm not doing it because my ass got to get up and be at work. Right. Does that make sense? It does. One hint, you should listen to Feedback Podcast towards the end. We'll always give you picks. See, there it is. Okay, see, everybody, <laughs> see, we're just learning. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm on Sesame Street. We just learn all kinds of stuff. So um, I want to get back into uh, your background. Yeah. Yeah, I said back twice in, in two words. It'll happen more. That's, That's all right. I love it. I love word. it. Back. It yes. back. It says his yeah. own name. That's weird. Uh, um, <laughs> you're a comedian. I am. How did you, why, why did you become a comedian? Because that's one of the hardest jobs out there, I think. Yeah. Well, 
I uh, I was 17 when I did my very first uh, stand-up comedy act. And so I grew up in a small town, East Texas, one stoplight, 32 people in my graduating class. One stoplight? One stoplight. <laughs> so country. <laughs> and so it was one of those things where I had to do something uh, to kind of fit. Because where I was from, you know, me and what I looked like wasn't pretty. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? In, in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was always like the class clown. And so I signed up for a high school talent show, and it's just been a passion ever since then. Mm-hmm. And so I, I moved here to Austin whenever I was 20 years old and started doing open mics. But it's something that I've always wanted to do because that's what I do naturally. You did, know what I mean? I've always been a clown. Did comedy bring you to Austin? Or is this something you decided to pursue more once you got here? Uh, you know, it's I knew that I could not be in a one-stoplight town. I didn't want to be Sheena from East Texas because mm-hmm. I knew that I w- I'm not going to sit here and marry Jim Bob that works at the gas station. I'm just not going to do that. Have 15 kids. Yeah, and- <laughs> no. And so, yeah, I'm not about that life. And so Moving to a farm, yeah. Yeah, so out of all the cities that I could think of, you know, that were surrounding, this was the least scary one. And my brother had moved here already and my sister. So it just made sense and it just fit and it's the best fit for me. Um, but comedy is something I've always wanted to be able to do full time. And as of last week, I've finally been given the green light to do that. Oh, we're going to talk more about that. Yeah. Uh, in a bit. Okay. Teaser, teaser. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, teaser. What, so with the Austin comedy scene, you know, what, when you first got here, what did you see and how did you get into it? Okay. So whenever I first got here, uh, and no tea, no shade, but, uh, I've noticed that a, a lot of the comics were kind of doing a, a lot of the same so I'm like an Austin stoner, you know, that thing, you know what I'm saying? And that was so, the thing. Yeah. And so, and you've seen that. So it's like, anytime you go to a comedy club and somebody grabs the mic and the first thing they do is <sighs> breathe, you're like, oh shit, this is about to be a long <laughs> ass set. That's not funny. I don't know. But, uh, it, it seemed like it was kind of clicked up a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, people wanting to seek the approval of others. And you'll notice too, if you go to an open mic, comics don't laugh at other comedians. You can always tell who the comedians are versus the regular audience members. Uh-huh. If you date a comedian hmm. or you're friends with one and someone's like, want to go to a comedy show? The answer is hell no, because we don't want to sit there and watch it because you're always sitting here thinking, I could have done that joke better or something like that. Yeah, but how's that? That's constructive, though. Not really. Not really. I guess it's less entertainment. I think what she's saying is less entertainment at that point. Because well, you do it business. already. You know what I mean? Because it's just like you don't want to sit through that and you're always, I, I don't know, it's it's fucked up, but other comics don't like to sit and go to comedy clubs because that's just not what I want to, that's just I, not what I want to do in my free time. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it was one of those things where I was able to do it and I had more time and all this stuff and it's, it's addictive, especially if you're good at it because you have these people that are in the audience that are like, oh, my God, you can relate to them. You talk about embarrassing stuff, at least I do. Mm-hmm. Like the time you went on a date and you decided to go to Ropolo's Pizza and you know that your stomach was fucked up before you left the house, <laughs> but you were committed to going out. <laughs> and you still had that little tinge of that stomach bug that you had that kept you from work for two days. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. Oh, Lord, y'all got to excuse me. You know what I'm saying? And you embarrass yourself. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's for me. Are you throwing up and you don't care that the toilet seat's nasty, but the cold ceramic feel of it, you lay your face on it because it feels so <laughs> oh, no. good because you hot and throwing up. We've all been there now. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the thing is, that any other time you're sitting here like, this is just disgusting. You know, you're using the elbow to an- open the door and stuff. But then whenever you're fucked up and throwing up, you sure will put your face on that damn ceramic toilet seat. The coolness. Oh. Yes. You're like, oh, it feels oh, so good to my ball. face. You're my only friend. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but you know what? It's just being able to connect with your audience and be able to say things out loud 
that you know that they've gone through too. And it's so funny because you'll have your audience members that come up to you afterwards that are just dying laughing. They're like, oh my God, I've so done that too. Right. Or people on first dates. I love calling them out because I can always spot them from a mile away. You do any crowd work? Oh, I love doing crowd work. I love doing I think, crowd work. I think work. that is the hardest type of comedy is when it's off the top. Yep, it's freestyle comedy. Most That's me. But you might have what I've seen done, and, and there are masters at it. Big J Orkerson, uh, Sinbad, uh-huh. Russell Peters' entire show is crowd work. But anyway, when you can basically uh, get inspired by the people in the crowd and come up with a set right off the top, I think is I think is remarkable. Some of these people can do. That's the comedian that I am, and it makes my friends nervous like my girlfriend Marsha who you yeah, know Marsha 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 she mm-hmm. I hope she calls in but anyway so I got my friends that are like what are you going to talk about and I'm like I don't know what I'm going to talk about I don't talk about I don't know until I get there mm-hmm. because you never know you can have a set in your head and then you look around you're like ooh, that's not gonna vibe with them right. so I don't do that hmm. but yeah so I've always been that way I just I'm a, and I'm a shitty I'm a procrastinator so I can't tell you what my set is until I actually get on stage do you handle uh, how do you handle hecklers I've only had that happen twice Twice? That's Twice. And I, out of, out of 11 years, and I got in that dude's ass. I climbed up off the stage. It was at Velveeta Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he said something like he yelled out, Go Viter, Texas. Oh. Who gives a shit? Which we all know what happened in Viter, Texas. And it wasn't no even. No idea, but it's still stupid to yell. It was where a, a black man was drugged behind a truck for no reason. It was, oh, a, it was a race oh, crime. Okay. So, and okay. it was out of. Jasper, no, but- yeah, yeah. but Vider is the, the really renowned racist town. You yeah, to it was one of those. Through. And okay. so he just yelled that out for no reason. Like it wasn't yeah. even relevant to what I was talking about. And I said, oh, is this what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you, boy. Yeah, but he paid for all my drinks and everything after and he nice. apologized because I got in his ass. But that's just, you know, be respectful. If somebody's going to go up on stage and be brave enough. Like, if you think you can do it better than me, then go, you know, come up here and do it. But don't talk during my set. I mean, one thing I've noticed over the years, I mean, it used to be, uh, I mean, Velveeta Room, of course. Yeah. What is the Velveeta Room for the audience? Uh, It's It's one of the original comedy clubs. Next to Esther's Follies on 6th Street on 36. Yeah. Uh, 6th and uh, what, Trinity or Nietzsche's, one of those? Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, of course, Cap City, every Sunday has open mics. And now there's open mics all over the place. There is. The market has open mics. Uh, the Gatsby has open mics. Uh, Empire, every Tuesday, has open mics. And it just shot a whole series, actually, a whole um, PBS show hmm. that just aired. You can actually catch it online. Uh, it's called Stand Up Empire, and they showcase Austin comics only. So Chris Cubis is, was on this week's, I mean, this this season. That's fantastic. I do want to check that out. But really, really quick, this is so, so very important. It's important for history, and I just have to say it. Mm-hmm. So uh, funniest person in Austin. It's right. a big Lashonda. deal. Yes. I am so happy for her. Yes. Because there, it, it, it's been since the 90s, I believe, that a woman has won, period. Uh-huh. But she is, to me, a real talented comic. She doesn't do the same old stupid stuff. She does, like, real homegrown this is real stuff comics. So yep. for her to be a black female too, not to make it a race issue, I about lost my mind whenever I found out that she won. I competed this year. I did not make it through. I went over my time. I'm hoping that's why I didn't make it to the finals. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was just so happy that I'm like, finally, we are actually breaking the mold. And, you know, people that are actually going to have big comedy showcases, not just Dane Austin. She's going to do big things. So yeah, big shout out to she, LaShonda I, Lester. I got to see her uh, at Moon Tower. There was like an Austin uh, showcase. Mm-hmm. 
And I got to see her, and it, it, she was funny as hell. She's funny, she's and she's really so funny. real. I've known her for years, and she's so damn funny. So big shout-out, congrats, girl, and I can't wait to see what else you're going to do. Yeah, Rising Tide. So as she makes her name for herself, it grows all of Austin as well. So Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We That's that what we need to do. We exactly. need to do that. We need some more Austin talent. All right, and um, so let's go back to uh, your situation. Yeah. Actually, a situation that a lot of people go through. Yeah. Um, quitting your job mm-hmm. and pursuing your dreams, which is one of the scariest thing you can do. Yeah. How was that jump for you? Okay, so this jump I've actually been more fortunate at, and I never would do this, and it's very, very hard. So I just left my job at Lexus last Thursday. Okay, I decided that was it. I've had enough. Now, I'm able to do this because my pure grace of having a a wonderful significant other has, you know, seen my work and he believes in me. Mm -hmm. And he said, I want you to be able to take a year because you've never had this full on opportunity where you take a year to be able to chase your dream and give it a shot unbothered uninterrupted, not having to worry about a corporate job. Exactly. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, though, it's hard because you got to decide that whole starving artist thing is where people are afraid, which makes sense, especially when you get to a certain age bracket. That's true. Like in my 30s, I can't be sitting here talking about, oh, yeah, I flip frozen cow parts at McDonald's because I'm trying to struggle to be an artist or I'm trying to do this. You know, it's really, really scary. You feel like you're walking through the Vatican in a red thong. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) you know if we're being real about the situation and so um that's why a lot of people that you see and it sucks as an artist be it music comedy whatever it is you have so many people that will see you perform or whatever it is that you do and they're like god you should do this full time and you're like no shit sherlock and a piece of you dies every time that happens you say thank you but you know that you got bills and things that you got to take care of you know what i'm saying so it's, so it's really, really hard. But for me, um, I've actually tried, uh, well, I've started documenting this, and it's called The Journey. And you guys will be able to find it on YouTube. And that's where I'm documenting every day what happens, where it's like, um, where I'm really trying to put myself out there. I'm redoing my headshots. And like you're turning it into a whole show, like a web series or something. Well, yeah, because it's like I'm hoping and, and some days I forget to record. And if they're really in anything popping off, then I'm really not going to record anything. But once I get editing and everything done, I, I'm hoping to inspire other people mm-hmm. to do what I'm doing. Uh, another thing that's helped me through this process is I have a mindset. I don't know if anyone uh, or maybe the listeners have heard of the secret. Mm-hmm. So the so, power of manifesting. Yeah, that is. a Who's it by? Oh my god! I don't um, know offhand, but just so that for the listeners. Oh my god! What is her name? What is oh, her name? What is we're gonna her name? get it. We got a crack shot producer over there that's gonna Come find on. it. You know, <laughs> keep yes, going. We'll get yes. it. Yes. Okay. And so, like all those guys, like Wayne Dyer, Abraham Hicks, um, all those people that believe in manifesting, it's something that I've been practicing for three years. But that's part of what's gonna help you focus too, mm-hmm. is looking in the mirror and saying, you know, I am this person because every word that we say and speak and think, they're all affirmations. Right. You know what I mean? So that's part of how you help stay focused but um let me let me let me try to expound upon that and do we have the name yeah Rhonda burn Rhonda burn yes Rhonda burns Rhonda Bleach. burns yes yes so yes yes everyone listening out there so with that with things that inspire you yeah how do you how do you build structure around a you know almost an unstructured life you don't have a day job a corporate job yeah which puts structure in your life how do you do that while you're kind of free-flowing here and pursuing your dreams what are things you do to make sure you're staying on track, getting things accomplished? How are you setting plans? Like, how do you stick to that vision? 
Ooh, and see, with me being ADHD diagnosed for real, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's been, it's been it's hard for me. Extra challenging. Yeah, it is. And so what I've done is um, I'm like, okay, to get to this big picture, you can't go to auditions unless you have your headshots redone. You know what I mean? Hmm. So you've you got reward to yourself in a way or what? No, no. Headshots is not a reward. You got to pay for that. But, you <laughs> know, you can't submit yourself to different casting calls and all that stuff unless you have your headshots, your acting resume, your demo reel, all of that stuff. So you want to get that prepared uh, if you're wanting to do modeling because I want to do it all. It's like it's acting modeling and also being a spiritual leader, a mentor. And so it's really all right. This is what you've got to do today. It's setting up tasks for you to do that day and then also a part of that is your whole that whole spiritual manifesting thing that's part of the work too Mm -hmm. because if you are sitting here with the mindset of this isn't going to happen and you're fear-mongering and it's fear-based then it doesn't matter how much physical effort you put in it will not happen Mm -hmm. you've got to get that into your subconscious mind yeah i'd agree with that that i'm gonna kind of hand it over to you she was talking about keeping tasks and you had a couple ideas on that yeah the um, one thing that uh I'll quote my dad. My dad always says, there's one thing that we all equal on, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do, is that yeah. we all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And what matters is what you do with those 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, there's two schools of thought. Uh, one is the uh, you have the one type of people that, you know, focuses on a task. Yeah. Does it, and then moves on to the next thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, basically working in sequence. Yeah. And then you have the other type of people who can work parallel. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is you're you can do many things at once. Yeah. But they're all kind of moving forward, maybe not as quickly, but, but because they you're working on different things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh what is what is your approach? Or do you have one? I do. I do actually. So there's multiple things that I want to do. And so that's why they all get thrown in the mix. So for example, me hitting I hit you up and I was just like, you know. Uh, talking to people that are in that same realm or, or things that you do. It's like, hey, is there any projects going on? Mm-hmm. Networking, because you never know who knows who. Yeah, we, I true. met somebody at a restaurant earlier that's like, oh, I know these people that are working on this film, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, I got all this free time, so why not? Because you never know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're talking to. And you never know who's listening. And the biggest thing is to be easy on yourself. You got to be easy on yourself. And uh, you want to stay focused and it's hard, but again, that comes with spiritual alignment. But you can't sit here and be like, oh my gosh, why hasn't this happened yet? Because there's a big picture that we don't all see just yet. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting here like nothing's happening, everything is interconnected. So something very well could be happening. You just don't see it yet. And at that very moment, because you, you look at people that are famous and all this stuff, what do they all say? Oh my God, just one day it just happened and it just took off. So just make sure that you're ready when that takeoff comes and feel like you're ready for it and it belongs to you. Because I feel like mine, this is all in the works and it's ready for me. I'm just going to make sure that I'm prepared. So whenever it hits and they come knocking on the door, I'm like, boom, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I can relate to that, you know, with uh, with feedback and all the time that I put in it. I mean, yeah. I, a lot of people thought I was doing feedback full time. I thought that's what you were doing. For five years, yeah. I still don't know <laughs> no. what you do, hell. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't. I actually don't. I left, you know, left my job a few months ago, and now I'm trying to focus on this thing. See, and I'm I'm a happy. I'm as happy as ever ever been because you know that it's going to be good for right, you. Right? Because now you 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 know I have a vision and I know where I'm going and yeah. I, I know where I'm taking this thing. Yeah. However, there's still all these different avenues, all these ways because now you have all this time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need to be very strategic about how you allocate that time yeah. 
to get towards that goal. Yeah. And the one thing that I've been doing, I think that's really helped me. Um, I use Google Calendar more now than I've ever, ever in my entire life. Okay. And like every time someone goes, hey, let's meet up and let's do this, put it in a calendar. And I said like a reminder the day, one the day before and an hour before. Okay. That's a good way to organize. Just giving out tips now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, another thing that's great, uh, Mint, it's a financial app. Okay. Uh, it's online as well. So you connect your bank account and you can organize your uh, your budget. And you're like, all right, well, I spent this much on restaurants over the past six months, for example. I, I spent this much on personal care. And you can organize that and set up, okay, this is how much I need, uh, I can now spend per month on going out. Right. And then you work around that and you and you make sure that you stay within, you stay on track with your budget goals. And that's good too. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I love it. I love it. It's It's tough. It's definitely tough. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't front on that. But there's definitely a lot of tools out there you can use. But it goes back to what you're saying, you know, staying focused and, you know, making sure that you stay on track. Because now that you have all the time in the world, should you, I can binge watch Daredevil. <laughs> two right. I know. And do like a Walking Dead marathon over a weekend, and you wake up on Monday like, holy shit, what did I do? You're like, what did I do? Exactly. But it's like, and I have people ask me that right now. It's like, oh, so what are you gonna do now with your free time? And I'm just like, you know, it's technically it's for me, you still got to put your big dream into a mind uh, to a uh, business mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, so you make it your job. But I'm also not going to drive myself crazy. Like I said, this opportunity has been an absolute blessing being with somebody that can back me to do this. So um, that's why it's even more inspiration for me to not fuck this up, because it's like one time you better keep them. Do what? Well, you know, and it's not even about that as far as, you know, I, I want us to keep each other for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Not because I'm trying to do this. Yeah, yeah so, I get it, of course. You know, but as far as your big picture goes, when you have that chance, this is it. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't know what everybody else's spiritual beliefs are, God, source, whatever you want to call it. Sure. But there is something that's been implanted in you for a reason. There's not a different back. There's not another Sheena. You have a special something because it's supposed to happen. I, I should play the graduation song. Shut <laughs> the hell up. Whatever. But seriously, though, so for everybody, all my listeners out there that have got some kind of big dream or something that they want to accomplish, just remember that you've got that burning feeling inside of you for a very specific reason. Do not let what that is die inside of you. Because you'll be mad as hell when you're a maggot museum and nothing happened. <laughs> you don't want to live in regrets. You really don't. Yeah. And that's my big thing. I was like, I'm going to be 50 years old and I'm going to see some raggedy ass version of me on TV doing stuff half as funny as I felt like I could do it. And I'd be mad as hell and she'd get in all this coin whenever that very well could be me. So just remember, it's your birthright. So let's get it. I'm going to follow that up with a little bit more pragmatic even though I agree with follow your dreams and, and you know, we really want to push that to all the listeners, but sometimes it'd be a pragmatic as well. So you follow your dreams. You, you said that your significant others was to take a year and pursue it. Yes. So you're going to have a plan for a year. You're going to pursue it hard. Yeah. Pursue it as a job. Yeah. But when you, how do you measure success at the end of that year is saying, yes, I can keep doing this or maybe I need to rethink it and maybe I need to look at a, look at having a day job for a little bit. Like what, is there a measurement? Is there a threshold you, you implant for yourself? Um, I feel like uh, you're never stuck. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I feel like I'm, I, I'm never stuck anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if 
at the end of that year, if I were to feel like it wasn't working, then I would make it happen because I'm a grown up. I can't not be doing things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fortunately enough, uh, he's financially stable enough, but I don't want him to be my only source of income because I don't work like that. I'm a very independent woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very, very, very. But um, you just have to sit back and look at what your big picture is for yourself. The biggest thing, too, that will help you stay in alignment is don't look to others to co-sign your decisions. Does that make sense? Right. You, don't need their, you don't need their validation. No, you don't. And that's where it'll screw you up. It's like you got this great idea and it feels, you know, it's firing you and you get it. And just because it's not in a PowerPoint presentation, you know, <laughs> you got these other people that have this like engineer mentality or whatever. They're like, well, I don't see how that's going to work. And da, 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 da. that's when you start second guessing yourself and then things go to shit and you don't want that. So, you know, figure out what your plan is. You've, oh, you're never stuck. You can always change and twist and do things. It's going to be I fine. mean, it, it, it's all relative and it's never too late. I met a guy uh, at a networking event uh, a couple months ago and uh, he just moved to Austin uh-huh. last month. Right. And he's a wellness coach and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And at age 54, he decided to get into the world record thing, the Guinness World Record. He holds the world record for most pull-ups in See? 24 wow. hours at 54. See? He did huh. 4,300 and something. Right. In 24 hours. <laughs> He's fi- he was 54. And, that's and, cr- and people were like, man, aren't you too old? Sit your old ass down and g- g- get some crackers. and <laughs> Get your Metamucil and have several seats. Yeah, I mean, and, and he pulled it off. And, you know, there were people, of course, who would be like, are you out of your mind? What the? What is exactly. wrong with you? And if he would have sat there and if he would have been waiting for people to co-sign his decision, he wouldn't have done it. Right. And so shout that, out to Mark. Yeah. yeah so shout out. Roughly 150 something push-ups per hour. Pretty yeah. much. That's crazy. Assuming he didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things. And it's so funny because you realize that your big, oh my gosh, this is awesome moment. Yeah. It's going to be so sweet for you because you didn't have to think about what other people were, were doing. Now, do I advise you taking this huge leap if you've got other people depending on you? You got to decide that. But you might want to consult with your family. Like if you're a husband, you got kids and all that stuff. And it's like, y'all going to have to eat some ramen shit. <laughs> Banana and bread every okay, day. Okay, <laughs> call it a day. But if you got three people, me, myself, and I, then I'm straight. Right. No, you're right. You're right. And, and I think Austin is known for that entrepreneur, you know, spirit. We yeah. have Capital Factory. We have TechCrunch. Everybody is into, you know, trying to be an artist, trying to survive, trying to, you know, do the right thing and try to basically follow their heart. You know, and, um, you know, one thing that's been going on uh, lately is, and it goes into uh, Follow Your Dreams, that we live in a city that's known for the music. Yeah. Live music capital of the world. Um, You know, we have a lot of artists, starving artists, people who are trying to make it, trying to get a name for themselves, trying to get on the festival circuit. And yet, we don't really live up to it. What do you mean? Austin doesn't. Uh, there's a lot of problems going on uh, with the city. Uh, there was a, a few reports that came out last year and okay. earlier this year uh, saying that Austin got a C- minus as a music city, for example. Really? C- minus because of things like uh, musicians can't afford to live downtown. Okay. Uh, venues are shutting down because property taxes go up and they can't keep up. Austin lost about 1,200 jobs in the music industry. Right. That's uh, a lot. That's a lot. Uh, but, you know, give me a number. How much do you think music generates 
in Austin per year? Give me a number. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really think that it does. Yeah, it does. Give me a number. How much? Like what percent? No, no, no. Uh, do- dollar amount. A hundred dollars, a thousand, a billion, a trillion, a zillion. Like a year? How, yeah, a year. How much money does the music industry generate for the city of Austin? Ooh, God. Let's see here. Uh, 500000 No, th- $1.8 Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. $1.8 billion it generates. Okay. But the city's budget for music is less than 100000 so what do you mean by, okay, so explain that to me. So the budget for music, what do you mean? Like so how, how much they're willing to pay artists? No, no, no. No, that's not a responsibility. That's not just up to the city to okay. pay the artists. So but in, in other words, having an infrastructure that allows for uh, a vibrant music scene. So, for example, when you think about the, the, per, the permitting system, when you think about all the policies that needs to be put in place to be able to have FunFest, to have ACL, to have shows in Austin and parks and so on. Yeah. All the people you need to pay to get that stuff going, yeah. whether it's security and infrastructure yeah, and so on. Yeah. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you know, we have a title that, you know, we kind of self-proclaimed. <laughs> it was a great but campaign. But it's not, it's like they're kind of faking the funk there. No, A little not. bit. So what happened in, uh, earlier this year is the, the mayor woke up and said, we need to do something about this. Okay. And he put forth this resolution called the Omnibus. I don't know why he called it Omnibus, but it's basically a Save Austin music right. resolution. Yeah. And he put together these town hall meetings all across districts and across genres Yeah. Uh, to basically ask people, hey, how can we do this? You know, invite artists, invite um, right. venue, owners. venue owners, nonprofits or organizations, private businesses. I went to every single one of them. Yeah. People who do podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So I was up there and everybody was like, yeah, we need to do something. There's a lot of people doing great things in Austin, but it's not connected. You know, I, I think a, a lot of the people you got to think about Austin and the tide is changing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it really, really is. And so that old generation uh, is starting to die off. And then the new generation is coming in. So we've got the millennials against the old school. Austin started with old money, right? Yes. Okay. And so old money doesn't give a flying fuck about latest music. It's noise to them. And so do I feel like this year right now, is this going to be a problem? Yes. But as the millennials start to take over and start to do things and that older generation is dying off is when we will finally catch up. I know that we want to see it now, but to some of the people that are actually taking the time to vote and do things and make these decisions, mm-hmm. they're sitting here like, we got other shit to worry about. You know what I mean? Even though it's like, hey, this is kind of our title. We can't well, say that we're a great barbecue place and serve kale like this. Is that, <laughs> you know what, but what if it, What if it's barbecue kale? Right. Kale on a <laughs> stick. Like, what, you, what are y'all doing? Y'all got to get it together. But I honestly, I think that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's just going to take a little bit. But will it change? Can it be flip-flopped? Yeah. Well, I, I think that I, I agree with the old and, and new. Yeah. But... I think the fact that we um, say that we're the live music capital of the world is kind of yeah. it kind of sets the standard. It really does, and that we have to live up to. I mean, we're, we should. Um, as fast as the city is growing, and as with people moving here like a hundred something a day, and now we're playing catch up, trying to redo Mopac and right. add all these roads and do all this crazy stuff. I think we have an opportunity to show people who come in here that hey, this is Austin. This is what we have to offer. 
you know, and we're known for the music. We have ACL with a home of South by Southwest, with a home of, yeah. you know, Fun Fest, with a home of Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. You know, and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Willie Nelson and all these great people doing great things. Yeah. It's just gotten harder and harder because it's, it's almost like you got all these big festivals and then that people go to. I mean, ACL has two weekends now. Yeah. You know, South by Southwest always make, you know, great. Uh, it's 10 days now. Yeah. So, but what about in between? What about, you know, going to catch a show at Seaboys on a Tuesday or going to but again, Continental Club on South Congress? Right. But like I said to you before, it's just like, you know, you already got people like whenever Austinites or I consider myself an Austinite now, I've been here, you know, 12 years. But people are like, what's the first thing you hear people say? Welcome to Austin. Please don't move here. Mm-hmm. It's getting too crowded. It's too busy. They're not focused on what makes us us. So I don't know right. if that's going to take. Uh, it's hard to decide. How do you make that movement mm-hmm. to make that push uh, for people to actually invest in who we uh, and what we're supposed to stand for? I'm telling you right now. Until they get done with their Mopac Road being built and all this other <laughs> stuff, they don't give a shit about somebody with a banjo or a tambourine. And it's really unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. What's well, ironic because that's why some people move here is because of that culture. Exactly. Yeah. At the same time, I'm moving with my California money as a tech guy to Austin. Yeah. But I'm, you got the- I'm buying my down home, downtown condo. Yeah. By doing that, I'm pricing some music person out. Right. And that's a lot of the challenge you get. Right. You have all this new money coming in, pricing all the artists out. Now I'm an artist and I have to go live in Buda. And not to drive in. I, I'm not going to stay well, here too you know, for, for example, the fact that um, it's $5 to go see a live music show. Okay. It was $5 in the 70s. It's still $5 today. <laughs> what does that tell you? Right. You go to other cities. You go to other cities. You pay 20 you bucks. You pay a lot go, of money. You pay a lot of money to go see a show. But right. if, you, if you don't give people a reason, hey, you should go check it out because you're supporting the scene. There's a reason why you moved here. Uh, because it's this kind of music and this kind of band that you don't know maybe, you know, five years from now, you might see them on a Tonight Show or whatever. Which would be great, but you got to think about some people are like, I didn't move here for the music. I, I moved it's here because it. it's pretty. I didn't move here for the uh, music. But I'm, I'm telling you, that's what a lot of people's arguments going to be. I moved here for my job. I moved here because I, I have a family here because uh, this is also the tech area too. Right. So I'm worried. I run IT infrastructure. I don't give a shit about a banjo. I still think that there is an opportunity to let people know what Austin has to offer. So anyway, to, to wrap this up. That was just devil's it, advocate. It, it, no, that's fine. That's fine. But there was a conversation to be had is my point. Right. Yep. You know, and that's what these town halls were about. Getting yeah. input from the community, the music community, the arts community. Right. Uh, you know, the mayor's backing this up. The music commission is, is also backing this up. I've been going to all the meetings at City Hall. Nice. And everything. So... For the next three shows in June, so that's June 14th, 21st, and 28th. Okay. We'll be doing a podcast series to talk just about that. To talk about how, uh, what are the threats that the music scene is facing for people who are quitting their job and trying to become, you know, a full-time artist. Yeah. Who are struggling or having side gigs like, well, you can't do Uber and Lyft anymore. But, you know, be a bartender by day and be a musician, musician by night. Uh, talk about some of those challenges and also what are solutions that are coming forth. And there's a lot of people doing great things all over Austin, whether it's in the music tech world or it's in nonprofits or, I mean, us. Right. <laughs> I would say yes. I'll play my part. Yes. And so we'll dedicate three shows to that. Yeah. Uh, talk about the solutions. And I have people like the uh, Jennifer Houlihan from the Austin Music People, uh, Gavin Garcia, from who's a chair of the Music Commission, 
hopefully I'll do a show at City Hall. I'll find out. You're going to. Yeah. Do you For the 100th it? show, by the way. This is shows 97, 98, I mean 98, 99, and 100. So, do I get to be there? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know on the mic, but. Definitely come support. Oh, look at the stink eye. Ah, that look. We'll take questions from the audience. Yes, we'll take, don't worry. I'll integrate you somehow. <laughs> now that you have all the time in the world. I do. You can't help me pursue my Whatever. No, don't even try it because you're going to wait till she start getting a check and she's somebody be like, Sheena, I'll be like, security. Uh, security. I'm like, she's on, she was on the show four times. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was my government issue clone. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't want to give a shout out. Thank you back for doing that, everyone listening. I mean, that's a yeah. great series to check out. If yeah. we don't save our music here in Austin and the arts around it, including comedy, including yeah. the artistry, yeah. other cities are going to take it. San Antonio is trying to come up, that Dallas, Houston, and they're investing more money than Austin is right now. So I know we have some listeners in different cities and they're probably chuckling right now. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. to make sure like, we keep it. Yeah. Yes, my plan yeah. is working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm saying all these people to Austin. <laughs> you. Anyway, let's get into uh, the feedback picks for the week, Miko. Sure. So this weekend, um, I think everyone's going to appreciate hearing this. So that, well, we know, I know people do like this, but it's not my scene. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of traffic this weekend. Do you know why? Oh, I'm glad Sheena? you told me that. Why? Um, I'll give you a hint. There's going to be a lot of two wheels, two wheel vehicles around. Oh Lord, that again? The rock. <laughs> Damn it! That again? Yeah, that oh. it happens every year yeah. in the main. Oh. You have the same reaction every year. <laughs> see, yeah, I used to ride. I don't ride anymore. Oh, yeah, you see that there? Oh, is that why? Yeah, she's showing us that. She's showing like a scar burn. Yes. I guess from a ride. I used to arm. ride ninjas, and oh. that's what happened. That's why I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And you, you see these girls in their little dental flies. Like, Can I get on the back of your? It's like, yeah, organ donor, get on, girl. Well, it's going to happen all this weekend. So for those who don't know, what we're talking about is Republic of Texas Biker Rally, also known as the Rot Rally. Yes. Starts on Thursday, goes through till Saturday. They have, they have bands performing. They have, <sighs> I don't know all the things they do. I've never been there. But um, if you do bike, yeah. you love it, from what I hear. And my dad has a bike. I'm sure he's all about it. Mm-hmm. It's at the Travis Expo Center um, in East Share East the Austin. road. Share the road. If you if you have an opportunity, you're not going to the Rot Rally. I suggest getting out of Austin. It's going to be crazy, and I don't give like the bikers their space. I'm serious. I know that they're going to be riding, but just please, just you know, if there's a a motorcycle ahead of you, just in case they have to lay the bike down, you do not want to be the person that runs over them afterwards. Yeah. So just give them space. Yeah. Please give them space. I see. What else? Uh, Friday is Body Rock. At uh, Empire, as always, they're doing. Uh, it was Prince's birthday. Was it yesterday or today? It was today. I think it's today. Byron, I think Prince's birthday is June seventh. <laughs> but anyway, they're celebrating Prince. Rest in peace. Uh, mm. At Empire, uh, they got DJ Platter from Oakland, who's a dope DJ to play as well. So Riders Against the Storm, DJ Chorizo Funk. Um, so tribute starts around one thirty ish. Five dollars. Eleven thirty ish. Eleven thirty is sorry, five dollars uh, if you show up before eleven. Seven dollars after eleven. It's one of my favorite events all month. Yeah. each month. Body so Rock Body is Rock like is a family great. reunion. Yeah. It's one of those. It's it's so good. This on Friday. This Friday, yes. Uh, confirmation that Prince, you're right back. June seventh. Yep. Yes. yes. Thank you. Uh, also, during the day at the W, they're doing the Ferris Bueller's Day Off pool party. Uh, so. What? Yeah, why not? Pop-up shops, complimentary drinks, Friday afternoon from 12 to 8. And so 20 bucks, 
and you get complimentary drinks to get some food and uh, cocktails and all that stuff. It's always a good time at the wet deck on, at the W. Yep. Now look at her. She's smiling nah, she's already. She's smiling now. You better text your official right now. <laughs> I know. He's going to be like you have several seats. Uh, <laughs> Saturday is this uh, comedy uh, show at the Spider Ballroom called Shit Fake Shakespeare, which sounds good. The name alone, I had to look it up. And it's basically uh, Shakespeare done by drunk people, by drunk comedians. Yes, it's, it's like it's, like it's like junk history. Like junk like, history, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, it, it's it's. It, I saw a video. It's pretty cool. This sold out shows in in the UK. It's uh, six uh, at six thirty uh, at Spider Ballroom on Saturday. Uh, Twelve dollars at the door. I think they're on tour, so they're going to be. They have other dates for the rest of the month, but definitely go check it out. It looks like a lot of fun, um, but. Yeah, do something different. I mean, there's Austin has so much going on. Do something different. Comedy is definitely on the rise. So go check it out. Comedy is our theme for this uh, for this podcast as well. Should yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, we have the Drake Fest at the Vulcan Gas Company. Uh, it's going to be playing 70%, give or take. Drake music for all the Drake fans out there. I know he's coming to Austin to perform here. What? Oh, he is? Yeah, he's going to perform at the... Yeah, his tickets went on sale a couple, like a month ago. Oh. I think it's in August or September. I don't know. I'm not a Drake fan. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, why? Let's not get into that. Oh. Let's not get into that. So uh, we'll get to date here in just a second. But as a preview, skin. as a preview, again, uh, Drake Fest at the Vulcan Gas Company, uh, twelve to twenty dollars online, just depending on what type of show you're getting. It's a it's a tour. It's like a it's like a show they're doing. It's not Drake actually there. Yeah, yeah. But don't it's, don't it's get it like twisted. A, yeah. It's Was like, it like a Drake hologram or something or a Drake scarecrow? <laughs> no, it's Drake music. It's like a tribute. You know, just like pretty they've much. Been He's not dead yet, but they're already making shows for him. Right, he does have a lot of music out there that you can play. You can probably Hot fill up a whole bling. night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shinny, you got anything going on this weekend? Oh yeah, this weekend. Well, actually, not anything that you guys are gonna think is super cool. Oh, go ahead. It's my uh, future uh, stepdaughter's 16th birthday, so I got her a currently. <laughs> a, a what? A Chrysler 300, a stretch one, a currently. You got her a Chrysler? No, I got her a. St- <laughs> Uh, currently, you don't get the joke. Okay, so oh, you, know, you Chrysler- rented it. Gotcha. Yeah, so the Chrysler oh, 300 looks like. Bentley. Yeah, so I call it a currently. I got her stretch <laughs> currently. Heard her friends are going out. No, but um, uh, we got this like a uh, little cookout thing going on, and we'll probably go out again. And I do want to go to the place to, to go dance, so I might be at Body Rock. Go check Body Rock's on Friday, Friday or, or do your Drake Fest on Saturday. Pick your, pick your poison. Yep. Just now, what's on. drink your face off? What's that? What? I'm trying to do that Ferris Bueller joint. Yeah, right that's there. Friday that afternoon. Yeah, she's trying to do that. Boom. Sheena 2.0 might be here after all. She might be. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just uh, like, you know, now I'm going to have to check that out. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to check out one of those for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you now that you're like, you know, Shout trying out to work again. on your pursue your dreams. Yeah, shout out again to Shonda Lester. Uh, as far as supporting people that are just moving back to Austin, one of my besties that I've known for ten years. He's a wonderful makeup artist, David Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So he actually is going to work for uh, Austin Monthly Magazine and Texas De La Rosa. So uh, definitely hit him up if you guys ever need makeup done. Um, find me on Facebook, Sheena Simmons. Uh, let's see here. I'm really going to start working on my Instagram and doing all that. Go, I know. Snapchat, all that stuff. Go on YouTube and, and check out the journey. Like I said, it's a little bit chopped up right now, but you guys know that it's going to be wonderful and you'll be looking back and saying, hey, I remember when she was talking about this and look at God, won't he do it? Look at what she did. So. Well, she was only 2.0 and now she's 5.0. Yeah, we're waiting on it. Yeah. You guys are waiting whenever I'm Bill Gating because it's about to, you know. <laughs> yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to Brian listening from San Antonio. We oh, appreciate nice. y'all coming in and listening as well. And Onaje in Houston listening. Nice, nice. 
thank you so much. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for the podcast series. So every show for the rest of June, every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, uh, we'll be talking about the Omnibus, how to save Austin music. So stay tuned with that. Live chat going on and everything. Great guests, great talk. Stay informed, get involved, save Austin music. That's what we're doing here at the Feedback Podcast. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. Follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that social media stuff. I'm looking forward to the series. I'm really, this is going to be exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sheena. Thank you. Miko. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, ciao. Later. Ciao.